coming to you live from Plugkit Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 368 of F5 Live. Refreshing. It's refreshing. Technology. You two one-upping each other is going to get weird. It's going to get weird fast. This week, we say goodbye to Windows Live Messenger. We say hello to a new owner of Twitch. And Netflix says thank you to one of Hulu's Hulu's owners for a hit show. Say Nick. Nick. There's a smell. It smells good. It does. It smells like success. It does smell (laughs) like success, which is a nice change from yesterday. That's what I look forward to. We we implemented something from our, our road show. Into the the I'm main so studio, excited. and it's working so you, far. You, my friend, must be talking about that indicative tech smell. I don't know that that's what you meant to say. That's what I did. Cause gotta think this show, the show, the show right here. This one here. This one right here is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Nick, and I'm Scott. And we're here. We are. Oh, it I, feels so good. I see us in kind of less and kind of more places All than normal. All at the same time. So good. There's those now, which <laughs> don't usually exist. It is one of them just sits right there. And now we got two looking at us in the face, and they're the same. What's really cool is they're all the same way, which we usually don't get. One, two, three, four, all the same way. Oh, that's true. Sometimes we get the inverse one, and sometimes we get the squishy one. All of them are the same. It's fantastic. We, we've got some <laughs> new software that we're using tonight for the streaming. That we're really excited about. It's going to give us some some capabilities in with the future. with Avram in the future that we're really excited about. Avram doesn't care. He's left. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Screw that. I'm out. <laughs> Hollywood, man. Wherever you may be and however you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, Zoom, F5, Live.TV, the podcast play app available in the Windows Store right now on our new home at Livestream with the Tech Podcast Network Livestream. Not so new anymore, but it still feels new to me with the new software we have. Or, of course, on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps. It's free 99. Go pick them up. WebOS. And, of course, for the windows. All the windows. Um, pane. Uh, floor to ceiling. Sliding. All the... W- oh, sorry. Windows Phone. Windows 8. There that kind go. of windows. There you go. It's free. Go pick them up. Pluckitslive.com slash apps. Thank you for making us part of your day. But of course, there is one place you can go to get all of the content as it happens on your phone, computer, or tablet. And that's by going to F5Live.tv and clicking the subscribe button on the right-hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, pilch point, nightcap, and the 3000 Brigade podcast. The 3000 Brigade podcast is a great podcast. It is. Which you're going to talk to them about. Oh, well, so moving on. <laughs> so the 3000 Brigade is a live action comedy stage show that involves Nintendo characters, occasionally significantly not Nintendo characters like uh, American Dad, uh, Batman, and characters from all over the place. Yeah. Master Chief made an appearance one time. Ezio. So a little bit of everything. And uh, they perform a live stage show 
or as Aaron describes it, a live multimedia show. It's true. There's pre-recorded videos and stuff as well. Craziness. It, it's a wonderful show, and we've launched a podcast with them uh, where they're talking about what it takes to put together one of these insanely complex shows uh, leading up to their next stage show at MizuCon in October. And it'll continue beyond that. Yes. So, I mean, there's But that. right now, that's what we're leading up to. We're four episodes in, so you haven't missed out much. They're short episodes. They're great. So go check that out. And uh, tell Trey, the host over there, that Nick sent you, and you tell him this. That's what you just say. Just tell him that. Just yeah. Like, so. This. So, obviously, at the end of the show, um, they, they talk about the site that they're on, which is ours, the same one that you're on right now. And um, we hope. Gotta be coming from somewhere. Um, and so they mention us, the flagship show, which you'll go into in just a yeah. second. Uh, and so Trey makes fun of Nick. He kind of caricatures his refreshing technology. Right. And so now it's a contest back and forth to see it, who it can really be dumber. Is. Hey, really? Are we yeah. just like that? Yeah. It's, okay. You know that's what you're doing. It's you're true. both trying to be dumber <laughs> than the other one. Now, here's the thing. He's making a caricature of a, of a persona that I play. Like, that's the best part about it is, I mean, other than me being He's, a pompous person in real life anyway, most of this is a show. Let's just be honest. It's all no, entertainment. It's a show. Right, that's what I'm saying. This show right here. This one. This right here is our flagship show, F5 Live, refreshing technology on the Plug Hits Live family of content. This show. This show? Run The one right here <laughs> airs Sunday nights at 9 p.m. for about an hour and gets posted between Sunday nights and Monday mornings for your drive to work, school, what have you. It doesn't matter. You can go anywhere. Download the show in studio quality sound. That's your incentive for downloading the show and listening to it as what we like to call a zombie. Um, nom nom. Consume that content. Or you can watch it as a zombie too. You can watch it, whatever you want to do. That's fine. But there is an incentive for listening and watching live, and that's the fact that you can chat with us live in the studio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time by going to f5live.tv/join us. Stay tuned in the chat room, exclusive to our live listeners. Ish. Ish. The epic award-winning. Um, VMA nominated. Oh. I did that last week. Um, iPhone 6 beating hmm. nightcap. It beats the iPhone 6. It's just better than the iPhone 6. I mean, everything is really... That's aside from the whole, That's for next week. Uh, the nightcap, we ask each other a random question before the show. It started off before the show, on the show. I'm going to tell you in a second. It started off with just us talking to fans and friends and stuff and asking questions and discussing said let's theme the thing and let's make it fun so we ask each other a random question up for conversation and we sometimes it. we know them ahead of time sometimes we do and sometimes, sometimes we don't we don't and so sometimes during this introduction <laughs> we stall <laughs> while we try to come up with the question if you couldn't figure out that that's what nick was doing <laughs> that's what nick was doing he was extending his introduction was. to the nightcap in hopes that he'd be able to come up with a question. And I have one. In time to give us right now. Tonight's question is, I don't think we've done this one. Okay. Worst job you've ever had. Ooh. Ever. 
It doesn't have to be like grimy, dirty. Just worst yeah. job you've ever had. Sure. Because I got one. Why do you? And too? it's terrible. I have not had too many jobs. I tend to stick around. You do. Yeah. So. But you got one. I do. And I got one. So that's good. I did not do it long. We'll talk about that <laughs> later on tonight. I um, think it was a single day. <laughs> mine was two days. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> one was training. And the other one was three hours. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Connect and engage with us on Facebook, Plug It's Live Radio or F5 Live, on Twitter, ah, the blue thing with the bird, at Plug It's Live. (laughs) These people don't know. Twitter, ah, like, what did you just say? I don't know. With the bird. Google Plus, we're all over the place. Leave a review on iTunes if if you got us on iTunes. Please do that. And, uh, yeah, if you find us on different places, let us know, because the more we grow, the more I realize I have no clue where we are. We're all over the place. We, I sh- we show up in new places. I'm right here. Each and every time. I'm, I'm in Largo. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Beautiful Largo, Florida. Beautiful Largo, Florida. That's true. All right, so uh, <laughs> a lot of tech news tonight to cover, so let's get into it. No, no point in stall- stalling. Stalin? No point in Stalin. We don't stall here. This week's Nifty Gifty is an F5 Live. Hey, Scott, they are nifty. They're nifty gifties. Proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Hey, great deals going on still at the Microsoft Store. If you haven't picked up your son, family member, friend, or yourself a back-to-school thing like a computer, it's probably important for you. You need to yeah. go do that right now. There's They're great- helpful. There's great deals on helpful machines, like a new machine with Windows 8 on it. Save $100 instantly on select PCs, and save even more when you add Office 365. And Scott, Office 365 is something we love. Love it. Love it, love Let it. Let alone the fact that you have... I have it running on my Surface right here. You do, and you have web ability to, to play with things up in the cloud and back yep. down. But let, let's be honest. The most important cool thing about Office 365 is the insane amount of storage you have with OneDrive. Indeed. A full terabyte. That's, that's more than what most notebooks come with. Yes. You I have like 1.3 with all of the things that between being rewards and all of that. I've got like 1.3 right now. So get yourself one terabyte of cloud storage. Get yourself Office 365. Use it on any PC that you need or pick up a brand new PC at the Microsoft Store by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. All right. So this we typically talk about two things on the show. Okay, okay th- three things we, we talk about on the show. We, we tend to talk about four things, one on each topic, and then Abram talks about oh, a thing. Is, is that how it goes? Yeah. Oh, crap. Sometimes we, we mix it up a little bit and we'll add two in one category. Mm. But eh. We talk typically about four different categories of things. Yes. News items. Gadgets, gaming, internet, I media. hate you so much. We typically <laughs> talk about legal things. We There's talk, a lot of that. We talk about crazy things. Sure. Nutso things. We talk about lies and slander. Which, depending on what topics are in the thing, they're... Nope, <laughs> this is the gadgets topic, so... Yeah, we're good. Talk about lies and slander all the time. When a company lies, we call them out on it. Yes. And we talk about, like, PSAs, security things, because we're into that kind of stuff. This is of the latter. This is a PSA for pretty much anyone using a router ever. It's kind of that way. I was going to say... 250k jobs because <laughs> it's the latter sorry they're not a sponsor that was just a good joke 
Keep going. That's pretty good. If you have a router that has a little boop boop push button to connect your device to your router, there's a new algorithm out that could bypass that and just get into your router. Making your secure router not so secure. Not that. Exactly. In fact, the opposite of that. Exactly the opposite. And this just coincides with the bunch of online data breaches, security issues, same thing in-store, Neiman Marcus, Target, P.F. Chang's, Starbucks. I mean, the list goes on. Scare Now routers. And no, it's not Google just tapping into your Wi-Fi. It's, it's not just that. Which they've done before. They've done that. This is a new offline algorithm that essentially takes the hours and hours and millions of combinations for pin codes and makes it happen in one second. Just one. Bye-bye. Just one second into the thing. Now, how does it work? It's pretty complex. There's a research group in Switzerland, uh, Oxite, that posted a presentation. We have the link on our website at f5live.tv. Click on the upstream. And you can read the whole slideshow. It's pretty great. Scary, but great. Reality is it, it basically just because all routers with these type of chipsets, Broadcom being the one company and another company that isn't being named because they're fixing it and they're giving them the chance to fix it before they just blast them. Broadcom said, meh, we'll get to it when we get to it. They all kind of use the same implementation for wireless technology. So the way it works is it talks to a device and gives you a response. There's an algorithm behind the way they generate these random pin codes that this company, Oxite, figured out what it is and demonstrated it and said, look, it takes the million, hundreds of millions of combinations and gives us only 11,000 possible combinations to work with. And we're done. We can get in less than a second. So it's scary. The Wi-Fi Alliance has said uh, they're the organization behind all wireless Wi-Fi thingies in the world. They're great. I believe they've probably been with us at CES at some point. They have. On the live show. They said it's not about Wi-Fi itself. So don't panic. Just be like, ah, Wi-Fi bad. No. It's just how they use the WPS, the Wi-Fi protected setup button on routers using these chipsets, which is almost every router. So just disable that. Deal with the fact that you're going to have a secure password. And you can avoid this. Do it now because right now there's no fix. So everyone is pretty much vulnerable and the vulnerability and exploit is available, readily available online with a quick search. I found it in three different locations in five minutes. Very, very simple. So take precaution. That's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Part of our show is talking about safety and how it affects you, the listener and viewer of our show. This is something that matters to to you, to, to your mother, to your grandmother, doesn't matter. Somebody out there has a router with a button, disable it. So almost certainly your mother and grandmother who will never use this feature because once they have things connected, it's not like new things are coming and going all the time in their house. Like right. for, for us, like here in the, the office, things come and go all the time. Right. Um, we still have the one touch setup turned off, but, uh, and always do. That's actually the first thing I do when I get hardware is I turn that off because I've never trusted it. Huh, look at that. Uh, but yeah, especially if you don't change the hardware in your in your place all the time, you don't have guests and stuff come in all the time. Turn it off. Yeah. Be safe. We always talk about this. If you're out in public, 
you know, take care of what you're, what information you're disclosing. Put a, put a password on your cell phone. Lock your devices. Avram talks about this in his pilch points and on his website at laptopmag.com or at tomsguy.com. Things you can do to be safe. Here's another one. Add that to your list. Exactly. Especially while this exploit is Hot. in existence. Hot. Yeah. I guess we can call it. Um, so Because people are going to be taking advantage of this now. This is the time when people are going to go, oh, I wonder if I can do it. Oh, I can. Don't be the victim of, I wonder if I can do it. Don't be it's, Windows XP users. Right. Problem is Windows XP users right now still use XP because they don't want to switch. Well, there's four major exploits on XP that Microsoft isn't fixing. Hackers know this. They take advantage of you because you're still using XP. This is the same situation. If you're still using WPS, you're at risk. And that sucks. That means credit card information. That means tapping into all your internet activity. Any Anything that you do on the internet or if you have drives shared, possibly anything you do on your computer. It's uh, scary. Could be available. So, yeah, just... Turn off WPS. If you don't know how, um, search for your router model. My guess is the first couple of results uh, will have instructions because this is going to be the hot button topic for a while, I think. Yes, it will. All right. So before we get into the next uh, the next segment here with, with the pilch point, we want to clarify, I guess, rectify. Apologize. Apologize. That's the word we want to say. <laughs> we want to clear up. Something that's been happening uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we changed sponsors for the Pilch Point, and uh, we we were approached by somebody to 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 sponsor the segment, which seemed totally appropriate. You know, a smartwatch for uh, for Avram's segment sounds perfectly reasonable. Where we it's, had uh, four or five smartwatches on the show. <laughs> it. When we started doing this before it was its own show, smartwatches were like Avram's hot button. He got one at CES a couple of years Loved ago. Loved it. And at the... One of while, two people that have it in America. While we were waiting for the the Tiger Direct PC building thing, he and I are in the hallway pairing it to every phone we could find <laughs> to see how it worked. <laughs> so true. it totally made sense. Um, so... Our regular listeners and viewers will recognize that we've had this sponsor for the last couple of weeks. Well, this week, it turns out that the company may or may not actually exist, and the product may or may not actually exist, and um, that they have full-on screwed all of their backers on Kickstarter. Over $2 million have been raised. And not a thing has come out of the yeah. the, the company. Nobody for has seen a product production. So um, obviously, our relationship with the company has ended. They have been removed uh, from the the top of the website yep. and all of that. We're going to go back and remove them from all of the the previous episodes. Visually, the link will come off because um, it's obviously it's inappropriate. Right. Um, if. You happen to go and put in a pre-order, cancel it. Cancel it. It's it's nonsense from what we can tell. Kick. It's it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Pull out. Kickstarter's uh, looking into it. Um, anybody affected can email them, the support team. They will investigate. But they will this is, help you. But this is post-Kickstarter. Yes. We have been post-Kickstarter. So yes. if you have to call fraud on your credit card, whatever you have to do, nix it because 
this appears to be nonsense. This is the first we time. We apologize. Yeah, we do. This is the first time this has ever happened for our, uh, for our company yep. and any of our subsidiaries. Please know that neither F5 Live nor any of the other shows in our family of net, uh, of content, Pluckets Corporation or the Tech Podcast Network, we don't stand behind any company that does this kind of stuff. Right. At all, ever. Um, all the way from the parent down, from Todd Cochran nixing things when this happens to yep. us. We've, we stand for integrity. At, and at CES, we have actually... Uh, uh, prevented people from coming on the live show, right? Um, because they came to us talking about a prototype for a thing, but they didn't bring the prototype, right? Which is usually an indication that it's not real. Uh, so we've actually canceled as they're standing at the booth. We've canceled uh, live interviews because of uh, not wanting to broadcast nonsense. So if we got tricked here, we apologize. Um, if you need help, email us, find us on Twitter, whatever. We will point you in the right direction of whatever we can do to assist you. Uh, we are still reeling from this this week. It's kind of all just dropped the bomb on us this week as we try to figure out what to do. So contact us if you don't know what to do, and we'll try to help you out as best as we can. And just know that we would never intentionally put any of our viewers or listeners in this position. So next week, we will have a new sponsor in that place. Uh, this week, we wanted to take the time to apologize. There, there was no way of knowing this ahead of time but we're gonna work harder to have known sponsors this is the first time we've taken on a, an unknown sponsor and we yep. will not be doing that again right with that being said let's have some fun yes wow. and that very loud music <laughs> means that it's time for the pilch point with online editorial director of laptop magazine and tom's guide Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Dude, you were rocking tonight, man. <laughs> you were having fun over there. I am. <laughs> that, that NyQuil must be working. <laughs> yes. Oh. I'm, a little, I'm a little ill. Just a little. And, and you have a big week coming up next week for you, man. A week from... Oh, well, I have a week to recover. Yes, a week from a week from today, I'm flying out to San Francisco for Intel Developer Forum. In addition to Intel Developer Forum, where we expect to see some cool things uh, related to new the new Intel chips that are coming out, and um, obviously, hopefully, learn some more about Intel's strategies for things like um, you know perceptual computing and you know 3D cameras and things like that. Uh, on the Monday that I'm supposed to be there, fingers crossed that. Um, fingers crossed that nothing happens to cancel this. I'm supposed to get a lab tour uh, uh, at MetaView uh, out in their office, which is near somewhere in Northern California, near Stanford. I still have to figure out how I'm going to get there. I have to rent a car. But uh, there, uh, astute readers will, will recognize that MetaView makes the MetaPro glasses, which I tried on at CES 2014, which are the coolest uh, wearable uh, computing device I've ever tried. Uh, it creates a really complete immersive virtual world and augmented reality world around you. They were sort of in really alpha state when I saw them in January, and I'm supposedly going to their office to see how it's coming along. So that's the benefit of being the online editorial director for Tom'sGuide.com and TheLaptopMag.com, and of course you can follow all my adventures on those two sites and through my Twitter account at Geek in Chief. 
Very good. Now, let's be honest, Dave. From all of that's a front, you're starring in a new blockbuster Hollywood film with Martin Scorsese and Matthew McConaughey. Let's not lie that to is, ourselves. Stop it. Huh. Enough. That is true. It, 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 is <laughs> called, it is called The Deleted. <laughs> all right. Uh, Abram, spot on, dude. How wow. did that just happen? That was awesome. Dude. This is why I love you, man. This is this is the best thing ever. You are a delight and a gentleman. The, the, oh, thanks. The thing that we have the most oh, fun yeah. at, and to be to be honest with all the folks, a little insider info. The thing that we have the most fun with at my office, where we've got, where we are one of the few tech publications to actually have an office, which is awesome. You know, I sit in an open newsroom with like ten different people, which is fantastic. It couldn't be better, uh, and. You know, we just try and help each other come up with puns all day long, you know, so we kind of try and, you know, out, out pun each other. Now, Michael Andronico, who's our associate editor, he is like the pun master and he and I are kind of sometimes compete on this score. But if I am trying to come up with a headline for something that people will want to click, you know, I'll... Uh, we will we will debate that for a while. And Sheree is always the Sheree Smith, who's been on this program before, is always the toughest audience. We can't get her. It's hard to get her to laugh because her boyfriend's a comedian, so it's like she's got very high standards. I was gonna say, and she will reserve her input to come up with the best one-liner, and she'll wait <laughs> until everyone else is done, and then she'll be, and then you'll be like, "What do you think, Sheree? Well, it should be this," and she'll just stun you with one. You're like, "That's the one. We gotta go with that." That's, that's where <laughs> yeah, we're at. That, that's true. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, very good. Well. We should get you guys to come down for the pun panel at oh, one of the one of the conventions. That'd be amazing. Uh, whenever I the would love three, to do that. whenever the three thousand brigade performs, they uh they often will have host a number of panels at the convention. One of the ones they do is a pun panel, uh, which is sometimes painful but always awesome. Yeah, it's it's a lot of head scratchers, but the purpose is to be as punny as possible, and it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about there's an event here in New York called the Punderdome or something where you compete. <laughs> we've actually talked about going to there's some bar that holds it where we do where we, where we should go to do it. I I'm so about that. That would be awesome. We, we've got to we, make that a reality. But yes, we have we have tech things to talk we about. Do. Sorry, we do we could do a show about just stories for hours, but we can't right now. We have a time crunch, and you are going to talk to us about some Labor Day savings, so to speak. Yes, so, you know, it's not all fun and games. This is Labor Day weekend, and it reminds us that we labor pretty hard all year long, and we want to do things to make our lives a little bit easier and ourselves more productive, but they don't have to be expensive. So I thought I would talk about some of the items that you can get uh, that I personally have enjoyed, uh, upgrade, some of the upgrades you can get for your technology that are going to make your tech life that much easier and therefore make yourself that, that much more productive. Uh, some of the most obvious ones, you may be shocked to hear how inexpensive they are in this day and age. Um, upgrading your RAM is an obvious one. If you've got four gigabytes or less of RAM, you really got to get to eight. If you have eight, that's probably good enough for most things, particularly on a laptop. But if you can afford to go from that 8 to 16, you can create a RAM disk, which means you actually use a portion of your RAM as a hard drive. We have a tutorial on how to do this on Laptop Mag, and that is faster than the fastest SSD. So what does it cost? 
going up about four gigabytes. This is without any sales. Usually is about forty dollars, um, and going up to eight is maybe seventy to eighty dollars. Again, depending on whether you need to get a single chip or dual chips uh, for, and whether you're on desktop or laptop. If you don't know what type of chip you need, um, the best thing to do is to go to an online RAM configurator. There's one on the homepage of Crucial.com uh, for Crucial Memory. Doesn't mean you have to buy the memory from them or buy Crucial Memory because you may find a better deal elsewhere, but they have a really great database showing you what you need. Um, speaking of the, nut, the next big upgrade, we've talked for years about how SSD, going from a hard drive to SSD, is the best upgrade you can make for your computer. So if you're still on hard drive, oh man, if you've been holding out and waiting, now is your time. Because SSDs have finally gotten really cheap if you upgrade yourself. If you buy a computer with an SSD, unfortunately, as we've mentioned a few weeks back, uh, the manufacturers have a tendency to gouge you. I guess we should but, preface this, Avram. These are all things we're saying tonight that are things you should do pretty much on your own and don't do them through the online configurators on like HP's website, Lenovo's website, Dell's website. Aftermarket, aftermarket upgrades. Yeah, they're cheap so, as aftermarket, but you'll probably get beaten into submission if you try and do it at the time. Yes. So if you already have a computer or you're buying one and then you don't feel you're not uh, too afraid to open it up, which you shouldn't be, you want to buy these from a site like Amazon or Newegg um, uh, and and do the upgrade yourself, which is really not difficult. And we actually have some tutorials that are uh, new tutorials that are going up on Laptop Mag specifically on how to upgrade your RAM and SSD going up on Tuesday. But um, SSDs, give me give me a guess. What is the least expense? How, how inexpensively can you purchase a 128 gigabyte SSD? Any guesses? Seventy-four dollars. Scott, um, so I believe I just ordered one for that price not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for for what size? One twenty-eight for a, for a one twenty-eight. Um, last I checked, they were like eighty-five cents a gig. So if we're talking about it, it must mean that they've come down. So yeah, I'm thinking probably in somewhere in the seventy to eighty range. So that's what I'm, that's that's a good that's a good estimate. You could seventy eighty dollars. You can definitely get one hundred twenty eight gig. However, I found one. I wouldn't say this is this is the exception for fifty five dollars on wow. Newegg, uh, just just before a Sandisk, uh, which is really not a bad brand of SSD for one hundred twenty eight. Uh, you can get a two fifty six for as little as one hundred and ten dollars. Wow. And you can get a five twelve for as little as two hundred and fifteen dollars. Uh, for an SSD. Now, uh, the ones that I'm talking about for 110 and uh, and 215 are crucial brand uh, that are that I found on Newegg. Um, I'm sure you could find that there are other deals, or uh, there are other similar deals around. Uh, but the performance should be more than more than excellent, uh, and the reliability should be more than excellent to to go that route. Another thing a lot of people don't know. And I personally bought this upgrade for my new for my new laptop. If your laptop has a flash cache in it, which means it has one of those 16 gig or 32 gig or maybe even 8 gig caches for your hard drive that's a flash cache, you can replace that. It's an MSATA 
known as an MSATA or potentially an M2, depending on the generation. You just got to look it up on the configurator. Um, chip, you can buy those chips uh, equally cheaply, and you can buy 128 or 256 gigabyte chip to go in there and be an SSD for you. So um, my laptop came with an empty spot for that, and I bought um, an M2 SSD for $80. Uh, that's 128 gig that I'm going to stick in there um, to be a second drive for myself. So that's, you know, so it's really inexpensive to go to SSD. And if you have one of those slots, you can actually have a hard drive in your uh, main slot and an SSD in your MSATA slot on your laptop, and you can have the best of both worlds. Um, similarly, uh, there's nothing quite like having multi-monitor if you don't already have it. And if you do already have it, there's nothing quite like having a bigger, higher resolution monitor. Well, you can now get an HD monitor, a 1920 by 1080 monitor, 21, 22 inches for as little as $100. And if you're wanting to go up to $150, definitely you can get a really high quality monitor, 23, 24 inches. If you're willing to go up to say 200, 215, you can go a little bit higher than HD and get something like a 1920 by 1200, which is what the resolution that my monitor is, and get more screen real estate is great, bigger windows. Now, what happens if you have a laptop and you only have one video out? No problemo. You uh, you go buy yourself a dock. There are a number of docks from companies such as Targus that allow you through one USB connection to add to dock everything, your keyboard, your mouse, multiple USB ports, and two monitors, and with two monitor DVI, HDMI attachments for maybe $80. So uh, so really inexpensive to buy that dock and make your make your laptop that, that much more functional. Um, now, you, ha you also want to make yourself more functional. So here's a, here's a little something. Don't cheap out and buy a crappy keyboard buy yourself a good keyboard. What I have here and I've been using for years is a mechanical keyboard, right? And a mechanical keyboard uh, gives you a lot better tactile feedback and they're not that expensive. Um, this one here that I use is a Unicomp and it's $79. Uh, many others buy, um, buy ones uh, that are either known as Cherry MX Blue or Cherry MX Brown switch keyboards brown or quiet blue or springy mine are red uh, red are better for gaming um and some some like those i'm a big clicky guy so i like unicomp because it uses the old ibm buckling spring technology they're the only ones that do but um there's also cherry cherry blue which is clicky uh that's what i'm using at work if you can bear the noise and your spouse doesn't get upset i find it's uh uh uh, or they just can just get used to it like my wife has. Um, I find it's a superior typing experience. And if you can type faster, you can work faster. And so uh, your life improves just as it does from getting an SSD that makes it faster to load things and boot and all those things where you're sitting waiting. Right. So anything you can do to make yourself more productive and efficient, uh, these upgrades, all really inexpensive um, can help you get there. Now, Avery, let me ask you a question. We have a question in from the chat room at f5live.tv slash join us. 
Someone yeah. wants to know, since we're talking about keyboards, we figured the you I, I consider you like the keyboard connoisseur. I feel like you have a room when you're gonna move here to the Hamptons next month or whenever you're moving, um, you're gonna end up with like a, a wine cellar for keyboards. And just like, oh, this it's is It's funny the, that you mentioned that because I actually do have one. <laughs> like wine cellar might be a little bit strong, but closet, yeah. Like I, I've been cleaning out my closet. I keep a collection. Uh, it's kind of I kind of pared it down to make space, but I keep a collection of old of old vintage keyboards in there. Sometimes, yeah. So I have a few IBMs. Nineteen eighty one uh, IBM K seventy three. This is of the uh, Chinese Model A type. <laughs> and what you'll notice is when you press the spacebar, it has the nostalgia of an old keyboard, but the feel of modern contemporary. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, we have a question though. <laughs> yep. Any keyboards that have soft keys that you would recommend? Soft keys? You mean like rubberized keys? Yes, I think so. Mm, you mean like to be waterproof? That's or that, or are they soft like not clicky? Is that what we're I think? For? I oh. think they're talking about not clicky, uh, not soft surface, but soft touch, soft touch, non non clicky. Uh, okay, right. So what I would recommend is uh, there's a couple of companies that make really really good keyboards using. Uh, the cherry brown switch. You, what you, the cherry brown switch, cherry uh, and cherry compatible switches come in different colors. You can't tell from looking at it. that's what if you pry up the key, you'll see a different color switch. And they're actually a standard across the industry that most of the mechanical keyboard vendors use. So um, what I like, uh, Rosewell, which is the house brand for Newegg, makes the RK9200, which is a good brand. And you can buy that in blue, which is my clicky preference or brown so i would get it with brown if you want something quiet um also uh cooler master and corsair uh make some nice ones i think corsair it's the k70 is a nice yep. one yeah that's uh, a good one. and uh cooler master uh make makes a couple of the uh, one thing also to keep in mind which is kind of cool if you want something that's somewhat portable like let's say you want to stick in your laptop bag and take it to the hotel with you you can buy what's called a 10 keyless keyboard which means it doesn't have the numeric keypad on the end so it's a lot it's a bit thinner and lighter to fit in a bag uh and uh you know i would recommend that for that purpose but you should be able to get a brent cherry brown switch keyboard for 80 dollars or less uh the rk9200 is one example and the uh k70 is another example though i think the k70 is quite a bit more um the other neat thing about the, if you get something with cherry switches is you can buy replacement keycaps. Right. So you can buy colorful keycaps and replace them and make them look like Legos or whatever you want to do. You can style it. So that's kind of cool. Very cool stuff. I want Lego keyboard. Lego. Except mm -mm, that seems yeah. like because the, the most painful thing in the world is to Step accidentally on. hit a Lego. I don't <laughs> I don't think I want a Lego key the more that Actually, I think about it. I think they're more like Lego color than Lego Lego uh, textured. Oh, uh, well, that's at least that's good. But uh, yeah, Rosewell I think sells them in like the Lego color keycaps that you can get. But uh, you know that's that's all cutesy stuff, which is which is cool. But <laughs> what what you real what you really want is to decide what type of a what type of a mechanics, what type of a switch you want. And brown is the quiet one that a lot of people like. Some like red, although red is more preferred for gaming than typing. Um, blue is blue is clicky, 
but doesn't actually require as much force as brown. And then Unicomp keyboards use a very special clicky uh, switch that is only available, that is the original IBM one that you can only get from Unicomp. And I love that the connoisseur term for this is clicky. I think I, that's, <laughs> to me, that proves that it's real. It's a clicky keyboard. It's fantastic. Abram, as always, uh, great stuff, great upgrades. Definitely get yourself some RAM and an SSD, but don't ever, ever get it on a, a the manufacturer website. Just order the stuff, like you said, from Amazon, Newegg, Tiger Direct, if you guys know what that is. Um, yeah. And go ahead and, and order through there. Do it yourself, even on a laptop. It's a lot simpler than you think. It, it, gener- it generally is. You generally will save money. Uh, you know, every now and then, again, like in my case, it was like $20 more to buy it from the manufacturer and I didn't want to have to bother, so I did it. But honestly, it's usually a lot cheaper to, to do it yourself. Very good. All right, Avon, we'll give them your contacts one more time. And uh, if anyone's got an old, um, uh, an old typewriter keyboard that they can send over your way to add to your collection, I'll make sure <laughs> I, I find you one. Sometimes people hand them to me. A friend, my my friend gave me a couple. Um, so uh, my, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at @geekinchief. Read all my articles at laptopmag.com or tomsguide.com. Very good stuff, Abram. I'm shaking my head in both dismay and uh, astonishment at 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 this whole keyboard thing. I really am. And we will. Uh, I might have to take a picture of the keyboards in the closet just outside the studio yep. when the show's done to send you. Okay. (laughs) And then with that said, we will talk to you next week, Abram. Talk to you next week. Ciao. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Origin by Electronic Arts. If you haven't learned or heard about what Origin is yet, it is time you get yourself familiar. The only digital gaming platform for for your computer that has literally it all. From exclusives to extended trials at your leisure to free games to The Sims 4, it's all there for you on Origin, my favorite, coming out here on Tuesday, which means I won't be able to talk to Scott for the next 73 hours after that. I don't know why 73, but that's just what it seems like. The Sims 4 Origin Digital Deluxe, they're so smart, it's weird. Get the life of the party and up all night bonus content and more in this Origin exclusive digital deluxe. You won't find it anywhere else. Comes out September 2nd for those of you watching before Tuesday. If you're watching after, add Scott on Origin. It'll be the first time he turns turns on Origin since uh, when you played The Sims 2 uh, for free just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I was going to say, and, and I've got... Uh, what, what else do I have on there? I have... Uh, and uh, Dead Space. You got Battlefield 3, because you, you don't even play it, but you're like, I'm going to download this thing. I, it's free. I specifically installed, well, reinstalled, because I had it before. I reinstalled Origin for Dead Space, and then they put Sims 2, and I'm like, oh, you guys are killing me. Craziness. So go go check that out. Get your pre-orders in, or find out all of the free games and, and extended trials of AAA titles available at Origin at f5live.tv slash Origin. All right, let's change gears slightly here. Everyone in the internet world ever was wrong for the past three months. 
Kind of. Kind of. Let's just call it what it is, though. The reports that came in from Variety to Gizmodo were all wrong. We, Us included. So, okay, so here's what happened. And I read, I read the article from the person who said that Google had made the purchase. Yes. The first guy. I read the article from him. Right. And, he, and it was entitled, um, Making a Wrong Call on an Acquisition and what we've learned from it or something like that. Um, and, and everybody sourced him. And so we all, but they were in talks. They were, as we said, originally they were in talks Google. for Google to purchase Twitch. And, uh, the number was correct. We were spot on with the number. Uh, 1 billion was the number that was offered. Um, but, it turns out that it just wasn't going to work. No. They were pretty far into the discussions, uh, but the concerns over antitrust. Yeah. Um, so someone at the which, table. Which they're, Google knows all about. <laughs> they're so familiar. Antitrust garbage. Someone at the table sat down and said, okay, Google, you want to buy us? That's fine. But, my friends, we've learned this lesson from, like, I don't know, every case you've been involved in and T-Mobile. I mean, all of these failed mergers. And AT&T DirecTV. That's it. And so, Comcast Time Warner. So what's the deal here, Google, if you can't actually buy us? There has to be that breakup fee that T-Mobile spent on 4G LTE towers and to buy Metro PCS, the $4 yeah. billion dollars they got. There has to be a breakup fee. It's not you, it's me. And Google said, well, we have a number. And we don't know what those numbers are. But then Twitch turned around and said, no, we have a number. And those two numbers were so far off that they stopped negotiation. <laughs> Google probably lowballed them because they've learned their lesson through T-Mobile and, f- and failed antitrust before. Mm-hmm. And Twitch probably wanted to make something out of the deal in case they do announce these things, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. It didn't work out, and now it turns out that Amazon has stepped in. They were right behind, <laughs> ready to go. They were not in talks until, uh, from what I understand through reports, the day before the negotiations about the breakup fee. I say, let's say last Tuesday. Yeah, like I mean, it was really recent. I think this, the Amazon thing, was Monday. Was made official on Monday. They closed it on like Saturday night, Sunday, and then announced it Monday, which means Amazon was Friday afternoon. Heard about the breakup fee problem. 970 mil you said that's cool all right and then just i'll wire you the money i don't i don't know how that works <laughs> but it's that simple now get out of our office <laughs> it kept, the same number was kept and they made the purchase it's that simple so interestingly enough though all the changes we just saw the restrictions on the content you can post the broadcast being expiring uh 14 days later the export to youtube all of that is still in place it was all in pre- preparation for this, what both sides probably considered inevitable merging. Um, but... Uh. Now, I, I still agree that a lot of the, the content restrictions of being unable to, in your broadcasts, keep copyrighted material. Sure. I'm all fine with that. It's interesting that they're using Google's technology to do it. I wonder yes. if that will stop being a free service for them. Right. I think it's really cool that you can export to YouTube. I, yes. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But now Amazon steps in and will kind of, from what I understand, let them do their thing 
and giving them the resources to grow. And there's probably some technology they can benefit from by having them on board. But this makes Twitch the largest acquisition for, excuse me, for Amazon. I'm curious to see what happens with the how long you can store videos on your account after this change. Do they add an Amazon Web Services tier where you can pay for extended storage? Do they change Turbo to have some tiers where you can have however much cloud service storage you want and pay a minimum for that per month? $8 a month is the Turbo price. It'll get you 100 gigs of storage. And you can up that to 10 and get a terabyte. Whatever the Azure pricing is is what Amazon is doing. So whatever that might work out to be in monthly is what it's going to be. Let's not lie to ourselves here. Whatever Azure (laughs) does, Amazon does. Whatever Amazon does, Azure does. And then whatever that breaks out to a monthly charge for a user is what it will be. Let's just call it what it is. (laughs) But this is a pretty good deal. I'm kind of okay with this. I think it's better to have more competition. It's better than Google. It's better than Google. My question is, why does Amazon want it? Why does Amazon want it? That's a great question. It's so far out of their world. But Amazon doesn't know who Amazon is anymore. So... You have a good point. Allow me to... At some point, they got drunk. They did? At at Amazon decided, you know what? Forget books. (laughs) Kitchen sinks. Shoes. We're gonna we're gonna sell shoes and cereal and underwear and we're gonna be Target.com. And then and they in added, fact, they were, I think, for a while Target.com. And then let's be Microsoft. That's kind of where it turned into. Well, we've got all these servers that aren't always being used. So how can we make money on these servers that aren't aren't always being used? Well, we could lease timeout like what IBM's doing. Okay, well let's give that a shot. And so AWS happened, and but now man, Netflix uses AWS as their back end. I love it. I was going to say, but man, huh. Netflix is doing a thing on our servers. We can do our own. And then they did. And then, wait, Google's doing music. I like music. Amazon MP3. <laughs> so let me paint this picture. We'll add MP3s to our underwear and <laughs> cereal. Yahoo and uh, picked up the rights to Saturday Night Live, effectively bringing Yahoo Video to life again. Yes. And they're doing great strides on that. Yahoo Live is doing one concert every night for a year, sometimes five concerts a night. From the company that they bought. From the company that they bought onto Yahoo's video platform. Yes. So now Yahoo has a pretty cool stranglehold on some cool content and has a live service. But all of that is part of what Yahoo has always been. True. It fits into Yahoo's online strategy. But when Yahoo and... Yahoo and Amazon have always had this weird thing where they were always apart, but always watching each other. Like there was always these acquisitions that would be made back and forth. Even though Amazon was selling shoes, they were still looking over there like, what are you doing with your search engine? Like, what are you doing with this? Oh, can we borrow that technology? Can we borrow that patent on however you're searching for things? Maybe this is that play. It's if Yahoo's getting live streaming and YouTube live is not working well and Hitbox is growing and maybe... Amazon steps in and says, okay, now we have live coverage of things. Yeah, Justin TV is dead, but you now have the largest captivated audience watching live streaming online. It's insane. I, I don't know the why yet, but I feel that there's some technology hidden in there somewhere that they're going to use for something. If I was going, okay, so that's an interesting statement. 
it's possible that the thing that the cloud services are iffy on right now is media services. Right. Um, Azure certainly has the winning platform so far, but it's far from usable. Right. <laughs> it's the closest to usable, but it's not yet. You're saying for like delivery? Yeah. Yeah. It's possible that they made this purchase for the technology to be made available on AWS. Because we can look at YouTube and know and know 100% sure that anytime someone goes to YouTube, they're going to have buffering problems. It's almost guaranteed. Yeah, because YouTube sucks. On Netflix, Verizon's screwing them over. Here we have Twitch, which I, I'm going to paint the broad picture here, but be generalistic, but whatever, never has a problem. You can go to Twitch and aside from maybe an ad erroring out here from time to time, the video itself, you're not getting buffering problems. Yeah, we, we watched a fish play Pokemon for hours and hours and hours without any problems. From a college dorm connection. Right. And it and it tailored it down, scaled it out, and pushed it. No matter if you use their internal uh, hosting services, if you use XSplit, use the free services, use an open source platform, it doesn't matter. Twitch figures it out, finds the right server, and sends it. That's That's not anywhere else. Hitbox has problems. Vimeo has problems. YouTube has the worst problems. Livestream doesn't really have problems. Livestream doesn't really have problems. That's a good point. Good point. Ustream but, does. But live Livestream is designed to be a professional platform. It's true. Which is the reason why we have, you know, what we have here um, in that, you know, we... For live stream, which is obviously what we use here, uh, we've got this truly professional broadcast system that we're using here. Pretty cool stuff. That's on par software-wise or feature set-wise with, you know, the multi-thousand-dollar TriCaster and stuff. So live stream is kind of a different beast because it's designed to be a professional broadcasting platform, whereas Twitch is mostly kids screwing around i there's there's a whole lot of that yeah it's it's video game players right so it's a different demographic and but for their ability to have pretty much lossless quality Mm -hmm. is impressive and maybe amazon wants to tap into that i don't i don't know but 970 million dollars is a lot it's a lot and we'll find out probably in the next 12 months exactly what their plans are. Yeah, they'll flesh it all out real yeah. quick because that's what Amazon does. This week's News from the Tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies. <laughs> I love the professionals do it for you because that's what they get paid to do. It's what they do for a living. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies from blockbusters to Godzilla. Godzilla! They've got a little bit of everything. The way it normally works is for three or four dollars, you play the MP3 along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you happen to have the movie. And laugh. And laugh. And laugh. I went up and you went down. That That was was really weird. But from time to time, they mix up and they do a live event. Thank you. The last one was Godzilla. Godzilla! And the next one will be Anaconda. 
Anaconda. Oh, I like that. That was. What did I have? I had that last time, right? It I was, don't know, but that was a little terrifying. Anaconda. Yeah. It was more bassy. Sorry. Both like and hate it. Yeah, it's, it's good, right? Thanks. <laughs> that good. one will be October 30th and November 4th. No, not Mono's The Hands of Fate. That is available on the on, website. On the website. Yeah. Along with tickets and uh, uh, theater availability for Anaconda. Anaconda! By going to f5live.tv slash Riff Tracks with an X. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, for most of our sponsors, they look at us and they're like, guys, what are you doing? But they love it because it's genuine. You know, it's organic. We believe in products that we that we talk about, and it is what it is. But with Riff Tracks, it's appropriate. Yeah. It <laughs> the the weirdness that we do totally matches their personalities and uh I got a retweet on our picture from... That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Sharknado, so... Sharknado! That's what I was This is what for. I'm talking about. All right. So every time, this is what we do. So, China. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, in 2012, uh, Microsoft announced that Windows Live Messenger was going away worldwide. Bye-bye. Sad. Skype instead, Sad. because Sad. they had just spent a ridiculous amount of money on Skype. Eight and, and a half billion. I think they were trying to justify the purchase. Yep. And... <laughs> Windows Live Messenger was what it was. It wasn't quite Skype, you know. You you see, when Avram calls in, you see what Skype can do, and Messenger was never going to be capable of that. Their video chat was terrible. Sad. So, uh, worldwide, bye-bye-ish. So, for some reason, China was left behind. Mainland China said, no, 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 uh, you can keep Messenger. <laughs> Well, that, that's weird. Well, why would you do that? Shh. That's why. Okay. Because Tibet. Very, very weird. Uh, turns out, uh, Windows Live Messenger or MSN Messenger uh, was operated by a separate subsidiary in China. Like, almost an entirely different company in China. And that's the reason why it was left alone. And Messenger was still really popular in China. Why? I don't know. But just like in the rest of the world, the Messenger team was unable to keep up with the growing trend of mobile messaging. Yep. And because of that, um, things like WhatsApp, which is something that, you know, Westerners understand. WhatsApp... uh, I let me rephrase that. I'm a Westerner. And I don't understand WhatsApp. You uh, don't wear a cowboy hat, though. So let let me rephrase this. Uh, WhatsApp is a brand that we've heard of in the West. That's what I meant. Um, things like that have have grown in popularity in China, and therefore, Microsoft is finally finishing it, closing it up. Uh, in China, and that will mark the end of Windows Live Messenger. It is done. The servers will be shut down uh, this year, and that will be the end of it. You know, it's funny. In the in the article you wrote, you mentioned that they primarily use WeChat. Yes. And it's funny story. So, so that one's really big in China. It is. So much so that <laughs> the Chinese partner for TechCrunch... Um, which is uh, called Technode, 
actually has a QR code. Add us on WeChat right on their website. Yeah. It's crazy. What's even crazier is I've had WeChat as an app on the Windows phone. First of all, I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know that they had an app on the Windows phone. And when this contact of mine told me I had to get this app for a specific reason, I said, well, you don't have it on Windows phone. It's probably not even a Windows phone. She's like, no, I have a Windows phone and it's on there. I'm like, well, then obviously I'm going to download it because it's Windows phone. And I did. Um, major companies require it as part of their communications internally on WeChat. You can have group chat. You can send messages and, and voice messages back and forth. It's insane. I would bet that the companies that have it as part of their internal process have a large presence in China. Yes, they do. It's probably hardware manufacturers. Yes, and it people is. People who are building things out of the country. Yes, it is. Including some who used to build all of their stuff in the country. Right. What's interesting, though, is, you know, the ability to send short voice memos back and forth. So when the CEO of the company needs to send something to the PR team oh at three o'clock in the morning, oh God. they can do that. I want to hear one of those. So it's a pretty popular app, and I didn't realize that it was like a popular Chinese app. I just thought I had to. It actually is a Chinese app. See, I didn't know that. So I the just company downloaded it. The company is Chinese, um, and the it's it's developed by uh, a company called Tencent. Tencent, um, and so so that company in 2006 as uh, a VP brought in somebody from Microsoft, stole a Microsoft executive who was in charge of the Chinese versions of um, MSN Spaces, which was a social networking attempt that obviously went really well as it's gone. I missed it. And um, MSN Shopping. Which was awesome. Which is part of the Bing brand now because MSN kind of as a whole... Went to Bing. ...is gone. Yeah. Uh, And you're done. Ish. My dad still uses MSN.com as his homepage. I do, too. Really? Yeah. I like the new tiles. The win- the Windows 8 tiles are nice. Okay. Fun fact. I think you only get those on a Windows 8 machine. You do, though, and it which makes me angry. My laptop's Windows 7, and I want the Windows 8 stuff, and there's no way to make it happen. Uh, infuriating. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they stole a Microsoft exec from the MSN team right? to come in and build their own version of Spaces, and he's he's... Uh, a VP of the company, and my guess is that's why WeChat became popular in China is because he knew China and he knew the internal workings of MSN and knew the things to avoid the pitfalls and things like that that had prevented MSN from gaining the traction that it should have. So, goodbye. Windows Live MSN Messenger. Goodbye, blue and green bubble heads. <laughs> Back in the day, it was the coolest thing to go video chat because it was before Skype was like even known. And you would, in your messenger thing where you had the profile icon of the person, mm-hmm. it would turn into a, it would just snap into a video thing, and it was so cool to watch it inside of its little blue outlined. Uh, Windows 95-ish cloud background. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It was the coolest thing. You're like, wow, that's awesome until it started working and then it wouldn't work. It would work for like five seconds. You'd be like, hey! uh, Reconnecting the call. (laughs) Every time. I used to use MSN Messenger uh, with a friend of mine all the time. And it actually worked beautifully for us. Old website that I 
used to help manage where I did the radio show that uh-huh. I was doing was MSN only. That's all we used to communicate. Every, every member just used MSN, including we took back when they had the PHP BB forums with the MSN messenger plugin where you okay. can actually have the chat on the forum okay. in MSN. Everyone's signing with MSN stuff. That's what we used. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my first MSN account. It was ah, it's my sad day. Just sad. So, okay. It's over. I'm just sad. I'm just going to cry now. Skype it is. <laughs> I do like Skype. Though. The end. Bye-bye, Windows Live Messenger. We hardly knew ye. We're not. That's not true. <laughs> this week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Xbox Music. Whether you have iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 8, Xbox One, Xbox 360, or you just have a web browser, you can have access to Xbox Music. Unlimited streaming and unlimited downloads of your music so that when you're in a, a place that has no internet service, like China. a gym or China, uh, you don't want to pay the $10... A kilobyte a minute on an airplane <laughs> you can download it and play it on any of your devices for $9.99 a month but we've got a deal basically buy 10 get 2 free for $99.90 you get a full year of unlimited streaming unlimited downloads on any and all of your devices to get that deal and to find out more about Xbox Music you can go to f5live.tv slash Xbox Music I think a memo needs to be written inside of three companies. Those a- companies. Apple. Well, that's a different memo that Facebook, needs to be written. Google. I am thinking Comcast, Disney, and News Corp. There's something, Scott, I believe those companies are familiar to me in that they all uh, have something in common. They all own broadcast television companies. I was going to say they're NBC, all NBC, ABC, of, and Fox. They're all afraid of new technology. Is what I was going to say. They are certainly confused by it. Ah, I that's think what it is. is really what it comes down to. I don't necessarily Got know it. that they're afraid of it because they jointly own Hulu, so they can't be too afraid of it. Um, but I do believe that a memo needs to go out inside of all three of these companies, informing particularly their executives that they own Hulu. <laughs> Oh, you don't think they know? I do not believe that they know. All right. And they prove it on a fairly regular basis. Today's example is NBC had the top rated new series this past season. It was The Blacklist. It was my personal favorite uh, going into the season. I'm a big fan of James Spader. Boston Legal is one of my all-time favorite television shows, and James Spader kind of made that show. Um, his interaction with Shatner was the show. Uh, Murphy Brown added to it. But th- those two in particular kind of made the show. Um, so James Spader on a new dramedy-type thing, mostly drama, but... Stupid, I, funny. I like what from you did there. Time to time, dramedy. Dramedy actually is a category of television. Oh, um, well, I like that. Boston Legal was one. Uh, so James Spader back on television made me very happy. I really loved the show, and apparently so did everybody else. Top rated, uh, top watched uh, new show last season. Now it makes sense. They put it on right after The Voice. 
which has been their success time slot. They put Revolution on right after The Voice, and it was the top-watched new series the season before. Apparently, it's a heck of a place to put a new show. Yeah. Uh, So because everybody loved it, it makes sense that the streaming service to get it would stand to have success with it too. Like I could watch it on like Hulu. Absolutely. That would make sense. And it turns out that a lot of people were watching it on Hulu. Ah. In fact, in addition to being the most watched new series of last season, and by the way, that's not just NBC. That's overall the the top watched new show. All TV. It was also the most time delayed was it show Did, didn't know that. on television it was the so more people watched it on DVR and Hulu than any other show on television so interesting obviously with a show that's already popular time shifted a streaming service is going to want this and it's going to want it bad while it's on TV it belong the season belongs to the network, NBC, ABC, Fox, right? The guys who were involved in Hulu. So obviously, throughout the season, it was on Hulu. But after the season, sometimes those rights revert back to the company that produces it. And in this case, that is what has happened. And Sony Pictures TV, who has nothing to do with Hulu, has the rights to post-season streaming and... The rights have gone to Netflix. Yeah. What? NBC's top rated show went to Netflix. Not the service that NBC owns, which is really frustrating to me. However, it cost Netflix $2 million per episode. How many episodes were there? Full season, 26-ish. That's good money. Now. I suppose. It's actually great money. It is the most per episode that has ever been paid by Netflix for a show that's not theirs. Producing their custom shows is a different thing. Yeah, for sure. So we'll take that out of the mix. We're only talking other people's shows that they have licensed. It is the most per episode they have ever paid. All right. They wanted this because they saw the success (laughs) and they wanted this bad they saw that it was not only successful but that it was successful time shifted yep they knew they had to have it and they got it two million dollars an episode it will be available starting uh september 7th which is just a couple of days away um it will be snatched off of hulu and made available uh, exclusively with ne- on Netflix for season one. Season two, from what I understand, will go back to normal. As they come out, they will air two days later or whatever on Hulu um, and be available, you know, five episodes for free, Hulu Plus for the full season. And then as soon as the season's over, Moving it I understand that it will move over to Netflix. Not as soon as, just before the next season starts. September 7th, uh, it moves to Netflix. September 22nd, 
season two starts on NBC. Here's what's interesting. We talked about this a few months ago. In order for Netflix or Hulu to make its way out of this competition thing happening with all the companies getting in the mix, one of them would have to either A, Hulu would have to make more movies available, Mm -hmm. or B, Netflix would have to make more TV available. Mm -hmm. Point to Netflix. Yes. I mean, point to Netflix. We... You have to have more original TV shows. These two-hour movies, not going to hold enough people. Right. House of Cards is working for them. But now we got to take House it. of Cards is working so well for them that they've made it available on Redbox. Scary, isn't it? <laughs> In the same type of deal. That same million per episode, whatever it was, right? So Netflix needed to do this. Yeah. I, I don't fault them. I fault NBC. Absolutely. For letting this slip through their grasp, because why would you give it to your competition? Right. Unless you were giving it to Xfinity, because uh, Fox. (laughs) Yeah, because NBC owns that, too. Right. (sighs) Doesn't make sense. I think they're all confused. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you haven't seen the first season and you have Hulu, you have a week. (laughs) To watch all of it. Uh, Get on it. (laughs) It's it's worth the watch. Uh, if you don't have Hulu, good news. In eight days, you'll be able to, <laughs> you'll be able to watch it on Netflix. If you don't have either of them, I can't help you. Sorry about your luck, dude. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. If you haven't seen it, catch up before the twenty second, where it will come back following the new weirdly casted the voice. Yeah, it's all strange. Uh, it's all strange. They they've still got. The two guys. It's all strange. The, the bookmarks are still there. Their bookends are still there. For as long as the bookends are still there, the show will be successful. It's all strange. As soon as either <laughs> of them leave, they're going to be in trouble. But uh, post The Voice, uh, they'll be back until the Super Bowl. They will be on right after the Super Bowl, which shows NBC's commitment. That's for sure. To the show. That's the big show. So, so immediately following the Super Bowl, uh, NBC will air... A new episode of The Blacklist, which is a big deal. And then after that, it's actually going to take ER's old time slot, which in NBC's heyday of, you know, the mid to late 90s was um, the slot. Yeah. Being on Thursday meant you were a success. Uh, It has not meant that in a while. In fact, the office, the office worked. That was like their that was their resurgence. But and then it trailed off. So I was going to say, as soon as they canceled ER, Thursdays ended. Yeah, that's true. That was the end of the the Thursday night success. Um, And case in point, (laughs) The Office. The Office Parks and Rec thing, though, did work for them. It did. They had a nice little combo. Then they added, what, community in there, and that kind of worked for them. And then that works-ish for them in a weird way. Um, Yeah, so... They're anyway. trying to revitalize Thursday, and I think they can do it if they if they anchor it with with this show because it really is an incredible show. It's it's funny. It's not funny. It's got this big overarching storyline that has carried through the entire first season and will carry into the second season. The characters can be unpredictable in a really great way. It's a great show. You should watch it. And it worked out really well that they have the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Now they can. Full board. advantage of it. Because they're going to promote the heck out of that. Oh, yeah. For the next five months. Yeah. Because football starts next week. And then <laughs> and then every other commercial break. Yep. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for a new episode of The Blacklist. 
with that one starring minute, James Spader with like, that one minute trailer they get to show at halftime of what you can expect in the in the show. Yeah. It, it'll be that that shot of James Spader like that outlining yep. shot with the white background and just him with that with the hat on staring straight into the camera. It'll it'll be you'll see that in the bottom corner of the screen and you'll in the watch. lower thirds and over watch. and over and over the entire time. There it goes. That's our show. It sure F5 is. F5Live.tv. Go subscribe on the right-hand side. Audio, video, social, special events. Pilch Point. Many thanks to Avery Pilch, the Nightcap, and the 3000 Brigade podcast. It's 3000-y. Um, fun fact, Prison Break. Uh, the show on Fox in okay. like 2005 had four seasons. I watched all the way through season three, and then kind of life happened, right? So Sure. It was on Fox, though. Um, not on Hulu. On Netflix. Just enjoy that. Okay. Because the wife hasn't seen it, and we started binge-watching it last week. Finished the first season. And I'm re-remembering some great moments and enjoying the heck out of the show again. Because I love one of my top shows. What was Loved it? Prison Break. Prison Break. Prison Break. Nobody important in the mo- in the show at all. Like, nobody. And it didn't... Such a great show. It didn't create a career for anybody afterwards? Not really. Okay. Uh, a couple of people started movies. Okay. Um... The Replacements had a couple of guys. Uh, Longest Yard had some couple of guys. No one really had a career. Okay. They <laughs> like, didn't, like, make anybody. No. Okay. But a lot of features. So I guess that's good. Sure. One of my favorite shows, though. Loved it. Storyline was great. Too many plot holes now that I'm older and realizing. Yeah. But that's okay. I can forgive it. Yay. But, yeah, on Netflix. All right. Well, while we're talking about... Not Hulu. Binge watching. <laughs> uh, regular viewers, people who have been around for a while, know that I'm... We're both big fans of uh, of uh, Hell's Kitchen yeah, and Master yeah. Chef because we really like Ramsey. I do. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Rams head, and so hmm, I don't know what to do with that. So Hulu <laughs> uh, this past week or for a while has been recommending uh, Top Chef. Yeah, yeah. NBC cannot keep up with Fox. When it comes to that genre, nope. I mean NBC has has totally owned Fox when it comes to the music genre. Oh yeah, for because sure. the voice is hundreds of times better than American Idol ever was. I couldn't watch American Idol, but I love the voice uh, currently. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, did he? But but NBC cannot at all keep up with with Fox when it comes to food shows because. Top Chef is a disaster. Yeah, it is pretty bad. The, the woman who hosts it isn't interesting and obviously doesn't know what she's talking about. She weighs 18 pounds and she's hosting a food show. Food show. No. That's why Graham works really well on MasterChef. He uh, eats. And you know he does. And he looks great. Now he's lost a lot of weight in the, in the past couple seasons. Must be that DDP yoga. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, Top Chef is a disaster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, I, I have a new saying sexy pants sexy pants sexy pants all right cool that's cool that's, that's from top chef oh my gosh so uh go check uh, our shows out subscribe download our apps they're free 99 pluckhitslive.com slash apps again thank you to abram pilch go check him out at geekinchief at laptopmag.com stay tuned for the nightcap where we talk about terrible jobs awfulness on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. And I believe, if my I thinking concern, serves me correctly, we have another show next week. 
Indeed we do. Ah, so I guess we'll see you guys then. Ciao. <laughs> Love Prison Break. Guy with no handed features. Without a hand? Give him a hand. <laughs>